Welcome to It's a Lock, the industry leader in delivering world-class news, views, and analysis related to sports and sports betting. We promise to stuff every episode with square takes, losing streaks, kisses of death, and good old-fashioned degeneracy. I'm your host, Big Bet Brent, and with me, as always, is Mad Money Mike. All right, welcome to It's a Lock Podcast, Season 2, Episode Number 25. I'm your host, Big Bet Brent. With me, as always, is Mad Money Mike. How you doing, Mike? hey oh, I am pumped to be here, Big Bet Brent. As you know, it is the playoffs, the most wonderful time of the year. Heck yeah. It's great to be back. We took a hiatus last week because we were in Las Vegas, Sin City, and we're going to give all of our loyal listeners an update and a quick recap at the end of the next pod. We've been breaking them into two. So right before Diaper Dad Diaries, you'll get your Vegas recap. Uh, just a quick note that uh, Georgia Moneyline, Georgia Bulldogs, Natty Champs, of course, lock of the week was a hit. But anyway, I digress. Mad Money Mike, it was great to see you, and it is great to see you right now. You look uh, – you're not in Sound Studio B. Where are you? Yeah, this is what we call Sound Studio C. I mean, we've got uh, we've got construction going on at the house. Did big electrical work, man. we got big things happening over here. And – as a result, Sound Studio B was in disarray. It's uh, it's also uh, cold, as you know what out there. So I am in Sound Studio C, and so I apologize to all of our loyal listeners for the various sound effects that come along with <laughs> operating in the midst of a toddler in a small house. But uh, come to the territory, you know. We'll chalk it up to uh, Diaper Dad Diaries. I'm thinking we may get your Diaper Dad Diary while recording the session that's so cool <laughs> absolutely <laughs> all right well we are coming at you of course from the underdog podcast network and like you said mad money mike we're gonna get right into it with recapping nfl super wild card weekend this had an extra game only one team had a buy so we're recapping what is this six games right we had six yes, games sir. instead of four. It, it's That's the definition of super. And we're going to start it out with the first Saturday football game, which was the Las Vegas Raiders in Cincinnati taking on the Bengals. The Bengals hang on, take care of business, 26 to 19. Mad Money Mike, why do we always have to start off this way? The refs have stole the show and they stole the start to the weekend by just a a, a, a so many students. I'm looking for the right expletive, yeah, not expletive, just the adjective for how many bad calls they had. I did hear that the, this ref crew will not be refereeing again this postseason. They had the world's late, they, they called the world's latest timeout, like the play was already run. And then they come in and say, whoa, whoa, they called a timeout. They had the early whistle on that awesome touchdown pass that Joe Burrow threw. I'm not even talking about the game yet, which is sad. It's like giving the rest what they want. All they want is this airtime. But you got to lay it into them because they need to learn. We need those robots and lasers, like you said. There's a BS call on roughing the passer to Derek Carr, which is like a bogus hit to the helmet. At one point, the cameras panned into the stands, and a fan had a sign saying something about 
let's go 12th man. And Chittum legitimately asked me, is that sign talking about the refs? And I had to be like, no, that's the fans. And she was like, I guess that makes more sense. I mean, just it's ridiculous that we have to talk about this week after week. That being said, it was also the Jamar Chase show. He put up nine receptions for 116 yards. The Bengals had the lead most of this game. The Raiders had a nice – the Raiders, they started out a little sloppy. Four penalties in the first quarter, the first couple of drives. The punt returner, there's an opportunity on a kickoff that the Bengals had to go out of bounds, but the Raiders' punt kick returner like caught it and then stepped out of bounds, so the Raiders got to start a drive from the three. Uh, to wrap up the game, Raiders, a little bit of mismanagement, clock versus downs. They took a, a spike the ball instead of you know just running up and hurrying up. They needed the, they needed the down more than they needed the time. And then they pull the Steelers to end the game, running a curl route to not even get into the end zone. Mad Money Mike, I am out of breath. That was all one breath. I'm out of breath. What were your thoughts on this impressive. game? <laughs> that was impressive. Yeah, and well, we're gonna re- we're gonna recap the same question: Bengals, can they win multiple playoff games? Yeah, I, I'm just not sure about that, man. To be honest with you, I, I didn't see a lot out of the Bengals that that made me feel like it was gonna be anything special for them going forward. Uh, quickly, before I get uh, too much into it, and I know we're gonna do a Vegas recap in a little bit. But I was going to tease to you the question, hey, by the way, how did the Raiders even get into the playoffs? Didn't they have to beat uh, like the Chargers or someone? The world's most epic Week 18 game ever. Ever, ever. All right, that's a tease. We'll, we'll cover that a little bit when we uh, hit a Vegas recap. Big bet, Brent, and yours truly, Mad Money Mike, were at the Raiders-Chargers game. We were there, and... Boy, I tell you, I think you just summed it up perfectly. The most epic game ever. So, yeah, uh, first and foremost, tip of the cap to the Raiders for getting into the playoffs in what was just an incredible battle uh, against the Chargers. And then, sadly, the roller coaster for Raiders fans uh, quickly came to an end with the loss to the Bengals here. But like you said, it's tough to decipher what even happened in this game. I mean, it was just – I'm telling you right now, until until they level – just punishment against these referees. We're not going to see any changes, man. Like, don't you agree? Like, what? Like, let's let's put something on the table. Let's put something on the table right here. I want to go ahead and say, public tar and feathering. Do I have your support? I'm talking about Absolutely. old school. I'm talking about. I'm talking about old school. I'm talking about sting, sting of the nostrils, tar covered mm-hmm. and then feathers, and then publicly paraded around. That's what I want to see. I mean, anything short. Anything short of something like this isn't going to get these refs to to change their behavior. I mean, this is – I mean, I, I just – I don't have the words. I'm telling you right now, I don't have the words. Okay, so that's perfect. Let's start with like number one, hey, offense one, boom, we pull off a couple fingernails. Number two, tar and feather. Number three, you're quartered and your p- body parts are on the different, you know, northeast, southwest side of the, uh, of the castle or the stadium. Yep. Otherwise, otherwise, we're not going to see any change unless we get robots and lasers. It's one or the other. We either right now they're getting a vac- right now they're getting an extended vacation. Hey guys, you don't have to ref the rest of this season. It's like oh yeah, that's awesome. That's, oh, it's cold great as punishment. kids out. Great punishment. That'll 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 certainly change the behavior. I'm sure. I'm sure that'll really get them turned around. I mean, come on, man. This is unbelievable. The NFL has got to do something. I just can't believe it. I really can't. I can't believe that we just keep coming back to the same well. But 
you know, for the sake of not having any more to say about it, let's just move past it. Let's try to put, you know, the referees out of our minds and look at the reality, which is that the Bengals didn't play great, but they played great enough. You know, it's not, it wasn't anything special, but, you know, they put up 26 points against, uh, you know, a Raiders defense that, that was playing, you know, fairly well. And, uh, and Joe Burrow, despite, uh, you know, pressure from the Raiders, you know, defensive front, you know, was able to hang in the pocket and make plays and, and string together, you know, pretty long drives. And, uh, you know, they came, they came right out of the gate with a, with a 10 play 75 yard touchdown to, to open their day. Uh, they, they strung together, uh, drives of, uh, eight plays and, uh, 12 plays as well in that first half. So, you know, they were moving the ball, they were making things happen and, you know, they got a good win. And as far as what they are going to be able to do for the rest of the playoffs, it's going to be tight, man. It's going to depend, you know, on a couple of factors. But to be honest with you, you're not going to catch Mad Money Mike betting for the Bengals. <laughs> a little teaser for uh, we'll break it up into two pods. So it'll be episode 26. The Bengals heading into Tennessee right now. That line I'm seeing is, is waffling between Titans minus three and minus three and a half. So uh, we'll also have to pay attention to a couple of key injuries on the Bengals defensive line. So I'll uh, have to stay tuned for that. Yeah, let's head into the Saturday night game. Patriots at Bills. <laughs> That was a soundbite summary of what the Bills did to the Patriots right there. Because the Patriots in Buffalo, the Patriots put up 17. The Bills put up 47 points. Mad Money Mike, the Bills had seven possessions. And all seven of them, besides like kneel downs, which I don't even think count, or like end of half, seven for seven touchdown scoring drives. No turnovers, no punts, no field goals. First time in NFL history. And the secret is, I don't know if you heard this, but they're drinking chicken broth and they're taking Viagra. And holy <laughs> I was, crap. <laughs> I was wondering, I was wondering if you were going to hit on the Viagra thing. And then I was in my head in that moment, I was thinking, if he doesn't mention Viagra, do I end up mentioning it? <laughs> Family show. Uh, yeah, that's hilarious. Well, I mean, you know, obviously, well, a lot of people may not know this, but like Viagra works by increasing blood flow, uh, obviously to certain parts, but in this case, you know, when you're, you know, uh, in the freezing cold and, uh, you've got to get blood to the old extremities that'll apparently do the trick as well. And it's funny because like a lot of it was, you know, posed as kind of joking, but then like a lot of the, you know, ex NFL player commentators that were a part of like the joking kind of segments were like, you guys can joke all you want, but this is, this is real. Like players definitely have done this in the past. So a uh, pretty hilarious thing, but they also talked about uh, that a lot of it happened in the past before um, in the more modern times or not necessarily modern times, but per se, but more recent times uh, it'll trigger uh, positive PED tests. So I think that in this case it was uh, just joking but um, but they were doing something. I mean, call it chicken broth, call it whatever. They're putting something in the water in Buffalo because, man, this was an absolute smackdown. Smackdown. Now, uh, Big Bit Brent, if you could remind loyal listeners who Mad Money Mike has been saying for weeks with an S now, many weeks, probably over a month now, who his Super Bowl favorite is. I can't remember. Who was it? Mad Money Mike, you are in the catbird seat. I do remember. We don't even have to roll the tape. You were picking the Bills back when. I thought it was a questionable pick, but it seems like Josh Allen is really coming into form. Mad Money Mike, he had more touchdowns than incompletions. 
He went 21 for 25, 308 yards, five touchdowns, no interceptions. He also had six rushing attempts for 66 yards. He's evasive. He's a dual threat quarterback. His QBR was 98.5 out of a 100 scale where the average is 50. Mad Money Mike, this was like a like pop your top off performance by Josh Allen. I, I, I always knew Josh Allen had a high ceiling. The question will be, are they relying on him too much? And can he continue to produce game in and game out for the next three games to take home the Lombardi trophy? But that being said, he definitely performed at the highest level in this game. I mean, there was that first, the very first touchdown. It looked like he was running out of bounds and just throwing it away out the back of the end zone. Nope. Perfect pass back corner end zone to Dawson Knox. Holy crap. They're up 27 to three at half. I mean, 47, 17, that, that doesn't even look close. And it was even farther than what that shows. You are, uh, you're absolutely right, Matt Money Mike. The Bills look good, but they got yeah, a tough game look- next week. Oh yeah, it's. But it, I will say this, man. What's What's fascinating about this win is what were the Patriots hanging their hat on all year? I mean, you know, rookie quarterback was playing pretty decent, but they were hanging their hat on defense. So to come out and put this performance against the Patriots of all teams' defense, it's not just about winning the games; it's about how they won. And and then of course, you know, uh, to answer the question about is Josh Allen doing too much by himself? Devin Singletary had 16 carries for 81 yards. That's averaging 5.1 yards a carry and two rushing touchdowns. In addition to Josh Allen's five passing touchdowns, Devin Singletary is coming alive as a running back at just the right time. Now, certainly, when you have Josh Allen passing, you know, defenses are that's they've got to protect against that. So that's going to really open up the run game. But but anyways, that speaks to. Uh, answering the question as to whether or not he's trying to put too much on his shoulders. I think it's coming into form as a well-balanced attack, you know, passing and rushing. I think Singletary has, you know, certainly got fresh legs under him. Not a big year for him all year long. He's healthy. He's got fresh legs. He's running the ball well to complement that passing game and what they just did to the Patriots who kind of really hang their hat on the defense. I'm going to call it again. For probably the sixth time, no, I think realistically this is probably like my fourth time in the last like month and a half calling it Bills to win the Super Bowl. Let's go. Okay, we're going to talk Super Bowl odds here once we wrap up the uh, Super Super Wildcard Weekend recap. But I think you can get the Bills anywhere if you're if you haven't punched your ticket yet, dear loyal listeners. It's not too late. You, I think you can get them somewhere around plus four fifty or plus five hundred if you shop around. So. Um, Mad Money Mike with just the uh, you know the excellent uh, recommendation there. Clearly, that's still some good value. All right, let's head to the Sunday. We got three games on Sunday. Let's start it off with the Eagles and the Bucks. And the Eagles suck, and the Buccaneers are great. I think the Buccaneers <laughs> went up thirty-one zip. The final score well, was thir- yeah. The final score was thirty-one to fifteen. Leonard Fournette didn't even play. Um, the Eagles have some real questions. I and the, the Bucks look great. I do think uh, Tom Brady misses uh, Antonio Brown, but nevertheless, 31 points, a blowout. I mean, what more can you ask for? Mad Money Mike, not much to say about this game, huh? No, there really isn't. I, I will say that it's interesting that uh, the Eagles had a series of, I want to say maybe four, four different series in a row where they had Tom Brady on his heels. I think they sacked him. Um, I, I can't remember exactly how it all went down, but there was uh, 
let's see. Yeah, punt, punt, punt. Uh, to the last two Buccaneers drives before the half, and then their first drive after the half, um, there were all three and outs, three and outs, three and outs, three and outs. They went for negative six yards, zero yards, and five yards on those three drives. That was the time. That was the time for the Eagles to make a move. I mean, at that point, they were down. 17 nothing, but that's three drives in a row. You know, you don't even have to score touchdowns, man. You just score. Even if the Eagles can squeak out uh, field goals on those three three and outs they forced, then they're 9-17. That's technically a one-score game. The Buccaneers' defense, which is actually a lot of people attribute to the reason why the Buccaneers won the Super Bowl last year, um, showed up big time, and it, it's looking like they could possibly be peaking at the right time. But then again, you say to yourself, is stopping the Eagles really something impressive? It's hard to say. It does look like the Buccaneers' defense is playing well, but the Eagles just shot themselves in the foot. They had a muffed punt um, that the Buccaneers recovered. Uh, Jay, you know, Squirts was throwing the ball all over the place. Man, this guy couldn't. This guy couldn't hit the, you know, the the broth side of a barn with a two by four or however they say it. You know, so he had a bad game. He made the Bucks' defense look good, regardless. Blowout. It was thirty-one zip. They, they put up 15 points in garbage time to cover a plus 17 and a half live bet, though. So, uh, you know, Mad Money Mike will take that. But otherwise, not a whole lot to speak of in this one. Oh, man. I will say, though, uh, you know, you're always writing notes down. I'm not sure if uh, if it comes down to the Bucks and the Packers in Lambeau. I'm not sure if the Bucks will be able to get it done. But still got another week before uh, that scenario might exist so all right let's move into the sunday afternoon game the 49ers and the cowboys <laughs> that was a crybaby universal for all cowboys fans around the world dear dallas cowboys once again you have exited the playoffs i think for like the seventh time it without winning a game and then talk about it in the most hilarious fashion. How about this, Mad Money Mike? You couldn't write this up in a movie script because people would be like, that's ridiculous. Nobody would do that. You're down by six points. You've got 14 seconds left from like the 50, and you run a QB sneak up the middle, box out the ref so he can't down the ball so you don't get another playoff. Game ends down six, not even a chance to throw it. Can we just learn starting at the end? Isn't that the most fitting way for the Cowboys to go out? We have been bashing McCarthy all season for his lack of football competency. And I don't care if he's not calling the plays, if it was Kellen Moore. At the end of the day, the buck stops with him. Mad Money Mike, I forget. Has it been like two or three years? I mean, that, that's two or three years. Too, it's two years, right? I mean, they got to cut. They got to cut and run with this guy, huh? Oh, man. Big time. Absolutely big time, man. I mean, this is this is like this is like dial the dial the old, uh, you know, go ahead. You know, yeah, I mean, I don't even know. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling for words like you have got to you have got to dump this bum like absolute garbage. here. I've got I've got here. You, go. you ready for this? Dallas is down seven to twenty three. All right. Do the math on that. Anybody? Anybody? I'll tell you, it's 16. What is 16 in football? That's two scores. What does Mike McCarthy do at the San Francisco 33? You're down 23 to 7. You're at the San Francisco 33. 
he kicks a field goal to make it 23-10. Guess how many scores you're down? Anyone? Anyone? Still two scores, man. You're in a playoff game fighting for your life. This was in, was that the fourth quarter? Or maybe that was the third quarter? You're down 23-7. to seven. It's fourth and seven at the opponent's 33. You're down two scores. 23 to 7 is 16 points. That's two scores. Now, I do realize that you have to have two two-point conversions, but that's still two scores. If you kick a field goal, you're down 13. That is still two scores. It's the thing that happened, man. It's what happened with LaFleur, with the Packers. It's this thing where you're still down two scores. So even though they go, they so they they did end up kicking, so they got a touchdown. Now they're down 23-17. You still have to get a touchdown. So at one point, you need two touchdowns. So you end the drive with the field goal, and now you still need two touchdowns. Now you could, for argument's sake, say, but that second touchdown would give you the win instead of scrapping for a tie. I will never be in that camp. I will never be in the camp of if you are down X score, kick a field goal and still be down X score. Like you're not, you're never going to convince me otherwise. So that to me, that to me, if I'm Jerry Jones and I see them kick a field goal from San Francisco 33, I just immediately just drop the paperwork. I call my secretary. I say, drop the paperwork. He's gone. Game's not even over. They have a chance to win. Even if they win that game, you still <laughs> fire him just for that play call in the playoffs. So, you know, but okay, let me just, aside from that, I you know you know that that particular thing, we've talked about how LaFleur did that. That particular thing irks me so badly. So I had to rant on that for a second. But other than that, penalties and i am talking about boneheaded penalties like like they were going to get the ball like they were going to it was going to be fourth and whatever turn on i can't even i wish i had if i had a notepad i'd have two pages of boneheaded penalties this is a coach that does not know how to galvanize a team under the you know umbrella of disciplined play like he can't make these players disciplined he doesn't know how to do it he doesn't have the tools he did not have these players ready these players were not ready they made egregious terrible boneheaded absolute unforgivable penalties in clutch situations in a playoff game it falls on no one else's shoulders but mike mccarthy and i challenge him to a duel i don't know where else to go with this <laughs> well, i think you have to Cue up the dual sound effect, man. Like that's how hot I am about this. That's the closest I had was the drum roll. <laughs> that's pretty good. I'm not even a Cowboys fan, honestly. I think it's hilarious. I think it's hilarious, and I'm kind of chuckling about it. But regardless of whether you're a Cowboys fan or not, like you have got to dump on McCarthy here. I want him fired. I want him flushed, dude. I want him flushed. I want this to be the turd that finally gets flushed. Do you ever see that turd again? When you flush a turd, do you ever see it again? No. I do not want him to ever have a job in the NFL again. I want this guy selling cars in two years. <laughs> well, you're right on. The Cowboys had 14 penalties for 89 yards, and so many of them were pre-snap penalties, which is exactly undisciplined football like you were talking about. I remember one time, like, C.D. Lamb didn't get set before the snap. I mean, this is the playoffs. This isn't a preseason game. Never is that acceptable, much less in the playoffs. Also, Med Money Mike, the uh, Cowboys had, like, the world's, like, most blatant uh, fourth down fake punt 
somehow the one guy on the 49ers uh, got fooled by it. But then the Cowboys run up to the line without switching personnel, trying to get the 49ers <laughs> to take a timeout. But because they ended up switching personnel back to you know their regular offense, the, the refs have to give the defense time to switch as well. And they did it too late. They got a, they got a delay of game, five-yard penalty. It's just oh, so much hilarity. That's the point where if I'm Jerry Jones, I'm calling down to the field. I'm just be like, yo, I'm not I'll draft papers later. You just get the heck out of here and we'll figure it out. But that real was, quick, uh, all, yeah. Yeah. On the Jerry Jones note, I also want to say, did you see <laughs> that the way the the time like however like the time or whatever, there was a beam like the sun, like literally like this massive, massive ball of burning gas. That is so bright. It will literally just like give you cancer. It will like kill things. And it was just like beaming through the stadium so brightly that there was one play, like a crucial third down, like, like, oh, yeah, had like a guy wide open. He didn't even know. He just like balls coming at him and like he turns his head into this like beam of light that probably like is going to like require like eye surgery. And he just has to like a, kind of like do like a half duck and get tackled. So like Jerry Jones. Like build this billion dollar stadium that is like perfectly aligned so that when the sun is setting, your moronic teammates can't even see the ball when it's being thrown at them. So, Jerry Jones, tip of the cap. Good job by you, Jerry. Also making the Jumbotron low enough that a punter kicks into it. Like they had to redo the play. Like I had never seen that before. The referee was like, effectively, it amounts to a do over. And I was like, well, I've never heard that before. The punter kicked it into this TV screen. Like $1.5 billion. And you aren't you don't have enough money to figure out that hey don't point it east west and hey make the jumbotron a little bit higher i mean just the hilarity of the entire organization is uh it makes for great comedy makes for great uh makes for great uh podcasting that's for dang sure i'm I'm starting to i'm starting to think it's set up for comedy purposes like the dallas cowboys last 20 years can only be explained by like a comedic you know plan like there's no other way to describe it that's the only way that legitimate Cowboys fans can keep their sanity. I've seen enough videos of them like punching TVs and like ripping off. I saw a firearm. I saw a firearm. I saw a firearm drawn on a TV. I saw a TV. I saw a football thrown at the TV so hard that it, you know, the these modern day TVs, it messed it up, followed by three or four punches. TV falls off the ground. A firearm is drawn. Just blast, 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 like straight in the TV. I saw that video. That's a real video. Like, <laughs> oh man, they do something. Something about the Cowboys really elicits the emotions, elicits yeah. the uh, the yeah. excitement and the anger. But all right, let's talk a little bit about the team that is still in the playoffs. Mad Money Mike, the 49ers, I mean, they jumped out to a good lead. Uh, however, they did have uh, some some issues uh, getting into the end zone. The Cowboys held them to three field goals in the first half. I mean, that combination of Debo Samuel and Elijah Mitchell, that's going to be tough to stop. Now, granted, they are playing on a little bit of a short week next week when they uh, head to Lambeau. And also, Jimmy Garoppolo, he looked good, but he definitely kind of started to falter, and he definitely had mistakes and errors that I think are going to come eventually get the best and not be insurmountable. They let the Cowboys back in this ballgame, 
<clears throat> he made a couple of key mistakes, including a court, an interception that we're all waiting for. So I've got big concerns about the 49ers. They, they played their game plan perfectly, but at the end of the day, at some point, you're going to need a quarterback that can take you home. And Mad Money Mike, I'm not sure if the 49ers have that. What do you think? Oh, straight garbage. Straight garbage. They ended the half with a three-play, 13-yard drive to end the, the first half. Then they go punt. Then the Cowboys threw an interception, and they had a one-play, 26-yard touchdown, just one play. That Debo. got them to 23 points. So that was that was a that was nothing to end the half. Then it was a punt. Then they did have a one play touchdown, but again, a one play touchdown. Then they went punt, Jimmy G interception, punt, punt. That's how they finished the game. I mean, they didn't do anything in the second half other than one single play. Debo Samuel, 26 yard rush. That didn't have anything to do with Jimmy G. That had to do with Debo Samuel, who is a beast. They've got some beasts. They do have some playmakers, but guess who isn't one of them? Jimmy G. Like, go ahead and make yourself some money and bet against the 49ers, okay? Hey, yo. Uh, all right. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I don't want to tease. Well, hey, I'm going to tease it. That's a great comment, Mad Money Mike. I'm going to write that down for episode 26 for the next pod where we look ahead at the divisional round. Okay, let's head to the final Sunday night game Steelers in Arrowhead taking on the Chiefs. <laughs> Can we get so a toilet I, flush? Hey, come on. Can we get a toilet flush? <laughs> uh, all right. So, hey, all right. I When uh, when this game was just coming on, I was looking at Chittam. I was like, look, I just hope this is a good game. You know, Big Ben, Sunday Night Football. There's been magic for the last couple of weeks to get the Steelers this far. Hey, I'm from – I'm wearing a Steelers shirt right now. You know, I spent some time up in Pittsburgh, you even more so than me. Let's have a game. And I'll say, the Sunday Night Football, the Steelers delivered until about halfway through the second quarter. And this game was this game was scoreless through the first quarter, 0-0. Who saw that coming? Nobody. And then the Steelers went up 7-0 off a of, uh, T.J. Watt tip pass leading to an – no, no. No, no, it was like a snap. I'm sorry, that was the first quarter. T.J. Watt had a tip pass, led to an yep. interception, interception, and then uh, yep. that was first quarter. And then, of course, the uh, Steelers just like kept punting the ball. But in the second quarter, there was a wildcat formation, botch snap, fumble. T.J. Watt scoop and score, runs it back for a touchdown. Steelers up seven nothing, but oh no, it wakes the sleeping beast. The poke the bear. Chief, yeah, poke the bear. The Chiefs score. 35 consecutive points going into the third quarter. They're up 35 to seven. The game is essentially over at that point. We are the first half, essentially the entire game, at least through three quarters um, on the, on the arrowhead PA system, they're paging for the Steelers offense, mad money, Mike um, Juju Smith Schuster was back in this game, but you know, should have stayed home. He should have stayed home. Should have got COVID. If he, knew, he should have got COVID, if he knew it was good for him. I tell you, so so if the Bills were drinking chicken broth and taking Viagra, the Steelers were, I don't know, eating turkey sandwiches and taking Dramamine because their first seven drives were punts, and then their eighth drive was a fumble. So the exact, it's like a bizarro world compared to the Buffalo Bills. So anyway, final score: Steelers twenty-one, Chiefs forty-two. Mad Money Mike, Chiefs easily cover the spread. Um, I forget. Yeah, yeah, Jarek McKinnon, who's this running back for the Chiefs? He had 12 carries all season, 
he's a little speedster out there. He looked great. I think he came from the yeah. I think he came from the Vikings, if I'm not mistaken. I think he's a little bit of a of a journeyman. I'm not I'm not sure how old he is. I don't think he's too old, but I think he came from the Vikings. And uh, man, you put these guys in the Chiefs' offense, and it really helps them shine. Because I agree, man. Jarek McKinnon, you know. He had a big day, and I think he's going to continue to have a big day throughout the playoffs. I mean, the Chiefs are, you know, the Chiefs are destined for an AFC championship game against the Bills. If they don't play the Bills before the AFC championship, I'm not sure how all the seeding works, but if they don't they play, play the Bills next, before play the next cha- round, Sunday night. Ooh, that sucks. Six sleeps. That sucks. That sucks. That's just not right, man. I hate when I see things like that. Honestly, like, that's – they should be playing in the AFC championship Uh you know, because we're going to be playing. Okay, yeah, it'll be the divisional round and then the championship round. So it's pretty tough. It's pretty tough to see the two best teams playing the divisional round. But hey, it is what it is. Um, that's our Super Bowl right there. That's your Super Bowl. Those are the two best teams in the league. I really truly believe that, man. And you know who I've got. But uh, either way, it's going to be a great game, man. Just you know, to emphasize your point about McKinnon, is kind of uh, the context is that. All the Chiefs are, are playing pretty well. Slow start, but I think it was more of a, uh, you know, I think, it, I think it was more of a conservative start as, a, as as opposed to a slow start. Kind of, you know, playing playing your opponent. You know, um, <clears throat> I don't know. It's hard to say. It was a slow start, but who cares? Who cares how you start when you finish like that? And really, like start is in quotes because halfway through the second quarter is like. You know, that's not too far into the game. It's not like it's not like they didn't pick it up till halfway through the third quarter. You know, but yeah, they still put up twenty one points in the first half, but yeah, exactly. the first quarter was zero, and it's crazy. Yeah, the it's not a fair scale when you're talking about the Chiefs, but I mean, it has to be said, Mad Money Mike. These guys have a neutral or a park in an overdrive, so it'll be interesting to see if next week, being the Bills, if their defensive coordinator can, uh, you know follow the Steelers lead in that first quarter, you know, beginning of second quarter and uh, shut down the, uh, the chiefs for an entire game, much like the Buccaneers did last Super Bowl. So uh, there is a, there is a script out there for that. It's just, can you crack the code and do it for a whole game? So um, it did start out too, as an exciting game and I went to bed. So uh, perfect timing, I guess, for the, the chiefs to run away with it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I, I, I was just going to say, to be honest with you, man, there's a little bit of a knock on Tomlin here or possibly offensive coordinator. I know Tomlin is more defensive sided and, uh, and you know, uh, I think it's Matt Canada or whatever, um, yeah. who, you know, offensive thing. All of a sudden, you know, in the in the second half or, or however, you know, whenever the whenever the Steelers did rattle off some points, they were like running a hurry up, hurry up. Like quick passes, um, you know, this, this kind of—I don't know what the exact verbiage is—but these kind of these kind of fire options where you know it's like, um, you know, Ben is throwing these like you know quick slants and 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 just and then running hurry up, running hurry up. This is the Chiefs you're playing, man. You should have done that from the beginning, you know, like doing that yeah. when you're down thirty-five-seven. Like what, you know, that, you know, to say like, you know, why didn't you have that game plan from the beginning? It it just it doesn't make any sense to me. You know, to think that, like, I guess that the thought was our defense can keep it in us, but I don't know, man. Anyways, uh, not much to be said, but I do think that the Bills are uniquely primed to expose the Chiefs' weaknesses. But Mm -hmm. uh, going to be a great game. I know we'll talk about that more. But as far as this game, uh, adios, uh, Big Ben. Thank you for everything that you've done for Steelers Nation. Two rings, two Lombardis in the trophy case. That's nothing to uh, sneer at. 
Um, I know you'll probably be on the pod later and uh, we're excited to have you on. And I just want to say that that toilet flush was just a joke. We respect you and uh, look forward to talking to you more about it. Well said, Mad Money Mike. You've somewhat changed your tune since the last time we uh, broached that subject, and I have to say, I'm uh, I'm much uh, I'm much happier with this new uh, with this new tune. Yeah, I like this song <laughs> a lot better. All right, so let's talk quickly uh, the Monday night game: Cardinals at Rams. This one is in progress, so I'm not going to have too much to say about it. But for the purposes, <laughs> all right. Did you hear that? Did you hear that, loyal listeners? That was the sound of Kyler Murray's career. <laughs> All right. Is it still 21 nothing? Yeah. But he's just like throwing interceptions left and right. He's garbage. He's garbage. <laughs> Actually, to be honest with you, man, like Kyler Murray, he, I'm joking. He's a generational talent. It's not the end of his career. It is definitely the end of Cliff Kingsbury's uh, career, or at least his stint with the Cardinals. And it's definitely the sound of the Cardinals' playoff hopes. Twenty-one oh, nothing. Seen, okay, I was gonna say, have you seen the commercial where uh, Kyler Murray's got like the virtual reality goggles on? He's just like throwing uh, footballs in the locker room. Just like everybody's like, <laughs> run! He like jams it into like the trophy case and like locker different lockers and stuff. Yeah, that's, that's essentially uh, what's going on in this game, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like he, he the, they should have never let him run that commercial because, like, he has no idea what he's throwing at right now, dude. As far as he knows, he's still throwing at locker room doors because he's certainly not throwing at his own receivers. Uh, all right, so we're gonna assume pretty safely, unless there's some crazy comeback, that the Rams Rick are gonna head into the NFL divisional round, which we're gonna we're about to talk about um, in season two, episode number twenty six. But first, quickly. Just want to close out a couple of competitions. NFL Pick'em, Yahoo Pick'em is over, and I squeaked out a win beating Janiel by three points. What a close and fun season we had. Can't wait to do it again next year. Bet Stamp, Mad Money Mike, I topped you in that one, and we evened up our tracker, cleaned out back to zeros when we were in Vegas. So, Got a couple W's. Wanted to toot my own horn right there. No loyal listener email this week. Guys, check us out on Twitter at It's a Lock Podcast. No apostrophes. Uh, real quick, loyal listener email. Please send us some It's a Lock Podcast at gmail.com. Um, on going back to Twitter, you can see some pictures of our Vegas trip. You can check out Stetson Bennett's Good Morning America interview after they won the national championship. He was uh, clearly still drunk. And also, you could see that the New York Giants could not sell $6 tickets to their season finale in week Whoa. 18. So <laughs> Mad Money Mike's thoughts on that one, and then we're going to close it out before we head into episode 26. Yeah, man. Uh, just uh, just tip of the cap to you for, uh, for closing out the bet stamp competition. Uh, I really had the early edge on you, but uh, I hope our loyal listeners had an opportunity to follow you on BetStamp because there was a lot of money to be made. If you literally just made all of the bets that Big Bet Brent made, you would have 7X'd your money. 7X'd your money if you had just followed every bet that he made on BetStamp. So newsflash, you may want to do that uh, through the postseason and certainly into next year. And then, of course, a double tip of the cap with an extra gold star to boot on keeping the pick'em in house that is how we do it keeping the pick'em in house is impressive man 
That is big time impressive. Uh, way to squeak it out. Doesn't matter if it's by three points or 30 points. You won the pick on man. Keeping that in-house is a real testament to what It's a Lock podcast brings, the value it brings to our loyal listeners. So uh, big kudos on that, man. It's an honor to uh, to share this time with you, the great big bet brand and everything that you bring. To be honest with you, man, I'm gonna start fading. I'm gonna start, I'm gonna start tailing you on Best Stamp. There's no reason for me to make any more bets. I'm just gonna do what Big Bet Brent does. I'm gonna change my name, dude. I'm just gonna be Big, big Bet Brent Trailer BBBT. But, uh, uh, yeah, loyal listeners, every single bet is verified on Bet Stamps. Like you can see my entire history. Um, and I'm not gonna stop just because our competition is over. I've got some picks uh clearly that we're going to talk about in the division round. And then of course uh, I've listened to mad money, Mike, every now and again, I see a live bet. I pop on the app, bet stamps, a great app. I pop on and place a bet. So um, yeah, encourage you to, to find me there. It's at, it's a lock podcast. I forget if it's an at sign, but bet stamp is the same thing. So um, yeah, that's going to close out season two, episode 25. We're going to take a quick break and get into injuries, news and notes before we talk about the NFL divisional round. That'll do it for this week's episode. Thanks for tuning in. On behalf of Mad Money Mike, this is Big Bet Brent saying so long and see you next week.